0: What's good? This is Invite the Neighbors, DIY, music, podcast, podcast, podcast. This is your host, Brian Jarrett Porter. Um, This episode, we have Elephant Jake, um, who is a band named after a picture of an elephant on a wall. Um, I can't remember what the exact story is, but we talk about it in this episode, and because I think it's a unique name. And that's that. Um, you know, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, thank you very much. Um, I try to mix in some serious questions with, you know, some entertaining bullshit. Uh, you know, people who like the podcast have said, hey, man, you did a really nice job with that episode. Other reviews have included, hey, I really like your podcast. Um, or, you know, you ask some good questions. Or sometimes a guest will be like, oh wow that's a good question um other times the guests will pause and you know give an answer that you can tell that they didn't really think about it but that's okay dude that's okay not every question or answer is gonna be great um but every episode's great I'll tell you that much motherfucker they're all awesome <laughs> uh, it's like eleven fifteen in the night I'm watching football and trying to record an intro anyways elephant jake is this episode it's gonna be sweet um if you want to support the podcast, follow us on Instagram, Invite the Neighbors, Twitter at ITNpod. Um, you know, you can go to our Patreon.com slash Invite the Neighbors. Give us a buck. Give us a buck a month, you know. Give back to your music community. You know, that includes this podcast. All you motherfuckers want to preach about, give back to the DIY community. Why don't you go to our Patreon throw us a bone, eh? You know? Just just a thought, just a thought You don't have to, keep listening though, either way But you know, I would really appreciate it That'd be sweet And uh, I feel like I give a, a lot To the DIY podcast I don't feel bad asking for a dollar a month from you guys To be honest To be quite frank As they say I interview all you motherfuckers Whenever you ask, I say yes I say yes in three months Because en- enough of you want to do it Thank God thank god I, I'm so it's so awesome, but enough of you people want to be interviewed by me for whatever reason that I'm on a three month wait list so I say that I say yes, I will interview you, and it's gonna be a silly goose fucking time, and we'll do it in three months so if you want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email invite the neighbors at gmail dot com um, do that and you know it's been really cool I've been having um PR companies send me bands so um, there's like middlemen now it feels fucking legit dude but it'll feel more legit when I'm not paying $40 a month still to host this thing so let's try to get those patreon numbers up huh that'll be cool um gonna keep doing it regardless so don't worry about it if you don't want to but you know dollar a month would be great anyways that's my uh, charity pitch um what have you done for your local scene enjoy this episode with and jake thanks guys And just like that, um, I'm going to resist the urge to call you elephant Sal every time I refer to you. You know, you most certainly can call me that. (laughs) I I just like, I have this nasty habit of, uh, if there's like anything at all that I can turn into a gimmick, I just do. It's just like, it's just like a genetic malfunction. I don't know. (laughs) Um, like, you know, I we had Catholic guilt on and they're from Australia. And so I, I really just wanted to get a couple crikeys in like, right off the bat. You know, just like get it out of the way. I feel like because there's no way I'm going to avoid it. So if, just by calling you Elephant Sal from the very beginning, because you're sale from Elephant Jake. See, now, now I'm not going to do it like throughout the episode. I just get it out of the way, and the listeners know up front that I'm going to just put all the bullshit in the front. They can skip ahead thirty seconds or whatever, and then the episode will really start.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. You can make <laughs> as many as many, uh, you know, as many uh, gimmick gimmicky jokes as you want.
0: Yeah. See, you know, that's half the reason I wanted to start a podcast, just see how <laughs> how many people would actually listen, you know, right. to me just bullshitting. But, <laughs> you know, I'm curious, how did you, uh, how did we, how did we set this up? Like, were, were you aware of the podcast? Did I reach out to you? Like, I, we have so many bands, I can't remember how each one of right. them.
1: So I actually saw, saw your podcast page you know, I saw some tweets and I saw some stuff going around and I figured, hey, let me just reach out. And uh I did, and there it is. And I'm so sorry about the uh the um you know lack of communication on my part. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it totally slipped my mind. But I'm excited oh, that we're doing I it mean, now. I'm excited that we're doing it now and that we're here and we're rolling. Yeah.
0: By the way, Benny's here now. Benny's uh my co-host. Very hey, good what's
1: going on guys? Hey, how you doing?
0: So Benny, we're with Sal from Elephant Jake. And uh I've already called him elephant Sale, so you don't have to. Um man, why do you do this shit? <laughs> See? See Benny knows. I told him, I already gave him the spiel. Like I told him that I usually front load the episodes with bullshit and then that I get out of my system. That way I can start asking like good questions. Um <sighs> like you guys remember- well you do have a method. I do, I do. And uh this is episode probably like ninety four, ninety five. So wow, good you for know, you. It's, it's still going. So where I saw that you guys are from New York. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we're from Orange County, New York, about an hour north of Manhattan.
0: Okay. Yeah, Benny's a, Benny's an NYC snob who doesn't live in NYC. So I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were uh, actually in the city. or
1: cause Hey, I, it's, it's okay. I have family there. So yeah, yeah, me too. You better walk your ass right
0: now, Brian. <laughs> well, see, I was thinking... This was my, my, my first official invite the neighbors question. So living in, you know, near NYC, but like an hour outside of it, is that more convenient for a band to live outside the city? So you're close to the city for like getting shows, gigs and things like that, networking, but you're outside of the craziness, I'm assuming, in, for things like practicing, like having a rehearsal space. It, do you find that easier?
1: Well, let me tell you something that's actually pretty wild. We've been a band for over five years now, and we live an hour north of Manhattan, and we've never played a show in Manhattan. But we've only played two shows in Brooklyn, maybe one or maybe one show. I could be mistaken, but we rarely play in the city. We usually play Long Island or upstate, up here in the Hudson Valley, and we usually tour a lot. But you know, we've played places like Ohio, Michigan, Arkansas, Texas,
0: but we've never played Manhattan. And even though we live an hour away from it which is pretty weird. Well, you know, it'll come post-pandemic. Right. You know, you guys will get there. And I uh, you said you played Michigan. I want to get this out, out of the way. Also, Benny and I are in a band. Well, called In a Daydream and then Benny has a band called Boyfrienders, and we're from the Detroit area. And Wonderful. so half of this podcast is us just making friends to do uh show trades with. That's Yeah. A um very very transparent about that. So, when shows are happening again, we're Always down to uh, hook you up with a show here, and then when we go on tour, in New York or something, we'd love to like play a show with you guys. That's half the half the goal of this podcast. So just letting you know that. Yeah,
1: we would love to. We, we
0: would we would lo- we would love to do that.
1: We played a show in really right outside Detroit at this bar. I can't remember what it's called now.
0: Oh yeah, there's there's so many that we could spend ten minutes just right. trying to figure out which one it was. But but yeah, I would. It's like one of my dreams to do a tour. Where I only play shows with, or at least one band on each show out of state has been on the podcast. And then we yeah. do another podcast episode like in their hometown.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. We should, I, we would most certainly love to play a show, whether it's in Michigan or it's in New York, you know, once it's safe. And,
0: and we'll definitely get that uh, rolling. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But okay. So you guys, not playing in New York that often, but touring a lot, is that. Is that like is it just like a logistical nightmare to try to play a show in Manhattan or is it just like it kind of just so happened that way?
1: You know, sometimes sometimes we want to play in Manhattan and then sometimes we think about it like this like we played a show in New Orleans and we thought it was going to be really really popping and then sometimes you think you know, there's so much going on in the city at once that it's almost it's almost hard to get a lot of people out to the show in that city or in a really crowded place you know you would think that the shows in new york city or new orleans would be um a lot a lot more popping but there's so much going on that it's hard to have um you know a, a number of people held in this specific space you know we can play a show in this garage in a cornfield in 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 indiana and have like 100 people there as opposed to playing a show in the city and only like 10 people being there you know so i would say it's a little bit of a logistical nightmare but it also i think we will we'll play anywhere we get the opportunity to play.
0: Hell yeah! I mean that's what it's about, and you know it, it's really yeah. interesting that um, well, it's not interesting that you say necessarily that like you can get like 100 in, in a hundred sh- people at a place outside the city in the boonies or whatever. But it was right. interesting for me to learn that fact because you when you were saying that I was like oh hell yeah that's that's absolutely my experience too like right have you heard of uh, the summit shack in Ohio
1: oh we played we played there
0: yeah so those are no wait no. Ours.
1: Did we play there? I don't. We might have it's played there. On the...
0: You would, you would remember. I would, I would imagine you'd remember. It was, it was in a garage that, uh, and then like they have like they open up the house to people to hang out inside, and then the shows are like in the garage. Like, it's a, it's a detached garage.
1: Right. I it's think I'm confusing it with another place. We've just played Bless the show. Mess, maybe. Yeah, that's exactly where we played.
0: Yeah, that's in Akron, I believe. I haven't been right. there. But point being, you know, they're like these. You know, I guess Bowling Green, where Shumatech S- 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 is, is like a it's a smaller college town, but still, it's not. It's not the environment where you'd expect to see so many people. You know, right? But these hubs establish themselves where, and that's usually
1: you know, where where the best shows are. You know, like where you wouldn't expect them to
0: be. Yeah, because those are like the. It's it's just in a way it's just cooler. You know, it's right. like these these places where it's like the cool kids know about it, and it's kind of low profile in terms of like you're not advertising it on um i don't know you know what i mean it's not like a venue necessarily that you would like right. see public advertising for but it's like a word of mouth type place and those it's just i feel like people are more comfortable there um people are just more generally i've seen people just be really respectful because everybody who's there is there for the specific purpose of seeing the show whereas like if you could play a bar and the bar might be half populated by people who didn't even realize there's going to be a show there. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Exactly. And that's the same exact that's the same experience that that we've had where exactly where you can play a show in a bar and you know people don't even know there's a show going on or or they're not even listening. You know, you you play a show in some some place that nobody knows about, like in the middle of of a rural area or or a suburban area or something. And you know the people who show up, they want to be there. That's why that's why we really like the whole DIY mentality cause it's all about the music. It's not about it's not about you know any drugs or alcohol or anything like that. It's a, it, or or other events going on. If people are there, they want to be there because you don't you don't have to cram yourself in a in a garage.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's an it's entirely like its own social scene. You know, like right. a bunch of like it's a lot of like minded individuals like seeking out that sort of places. Right. Like for what it is, you know what I mean? They're specifically wanting that environment, whereas, you know, not the other ones. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I jump around a lot, I'm ADD. But I, I don't always ask every band like how they got their name because uh, I think that question gets really tiring. But when I really think a name is interesting and random, like Elephant Jake, I, I kind of want to ask. So don't mind me asking, but I'm curious. No, it's a pleasure to tell the story.
1: So our guitar player, Colony... His parents, when we were growing up, we started playing together in this band. We were about 15, 16, probably about 16. And we he has an unfinished basement, or his parents did, rather, where it was all concrete. And when we were younger, his parents said, you know, you guys can paint all over the walls. Paint paint whatever you want. You know, it could be like your space. You know, there's music equipment down there. You know, do whatever you want. So our bass player's brother, years before we started the band, he drew or he painted a really, really nice, well-articulated elephant on the wall with an arrow pointing to it. And it said Jake, as if that was the elephant's name. And then one day we were um, we were in high school and we were going to play our first show at this record shop, a little acoustic show. And we had a bunch of people from our high school come and it was really nice. And the record shop owner on the phone, he said, so what is your band name? And we said, uh, we don't know, we'll call you back. So we hung up the phone, we looked around the room, we saw the elephant Jake on the wall and we said, all right, I guess that'll work.
0: That's awesome thanks yeah i it always uh tickles me when i hear bands that like their name is literally something entirely random like right you know like that has personal meaning to them but still like sounds like it has a ring to it you know what i mean it's memorable it's not entirely generic yeah yeah for sure like are you where uh actually i was about to tell the story of the minus the bear band name but then i just realized i don't even remember what it was (laughs) but it was like it was some inside joke for them it's it sounds cool it sounds it sounds like minus is the bear's name but it was about like one of the band members like had some experience where he said this happened and then there was a bear but minus the bear i i don't know like like he hooked up with a girl and there was a bear there or something like that minus the bear So, like, basically, he was just saying it was like a dumb, weird way of saying like he hooked up with a chick or something. And I don't know. But minus the bear was like the punchline. I don't know. It's really random. It's like not what you would think type of thing. And I think your guy just kind of falls into that. Like it has personal meaning. But like, if you don't know the story, it's just like, what the fuck? You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. If you don't know the story, it's like, well, why is that your name? But then every time. You know, sometimes we still go back to his parents' house and rehearse, you know, once in a while just because it has a really nice open space. And every time we go there and we look in the basement, we're like, ah, oh, look, there it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You guys, Do you guys ever use that, like, like, have, like, a photo of that or something? Like, ever, like, use it oh. on promo stuff or anything?
1: Yeah, it's actually the... I believe it's the cover photo for our Facebook page. Yeah, it's the cover photo for our Facebook page.
0: Okay, then I'm definitely going to steal that because I, I use a... Uh, a photo for each band on when I put the episodes on my website. Yeah. So I usually, I usually pull from Facebook, like whatever their Facebook cover photo is actually. So the people listening will be able to go to my website and and see the inspiration behind your band name. So that's kind of cool. Oh,
1: that's awesome. You know what I might do right now? I just put it, I believe I'm putting it right here in the, in the
0: episode chat, the photo. Oh, sick. That makes it a lot easier. Thanks.
1: Oh, of course. I don't know if it went through, but either way, I'll get it there.
0: So, what um so like what do you play in the band?
1: I play guitar and sing. And Colin is our other guitar player, another singer. And he and I each write half of the songs, and we sing whenever we write.
0: Okay, so you guys write half the songs. Like, do you mean like you each write half of each song, or like you, you each have like your own individual set of songs that you kind of bring together and collaborate on?
1: Yeah, that we usually have okay. our own
0: set of songs that we bring to the band, and then
1: um, our drummer and bass player Andrew and Kyle they. They write their own parts and and throw it in.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you guys kind of go back a little bit because what I'm getting at is you have to have, like, some sort of, I feel like, solid, like, musical chemistry between people. If If you're going to have two, like, main songwriters that, like, in the same band, you kind of have to have, like, a pre-established, you know, goal or, like, a pre-established, like, sort of, genre or theme you know, you know what I'm getting at. And so sure. I was curious like what were your guys' influences before the band and like maybe like kinda of what, what what gave you the idea to want to start a band?
1: Well we all played in this uh we all went to this rock camp. It's a it's a summer program where your parents pay some money, then they put you in a band with other people who are on your like musical level and then you play a show at the Chance Theater in Poughkeepsie, which is a pretty cool venue. And That's cool. Yeah, and we all played in different bands together, or some of us in the same bands. Then we eventually ended up sticking together and um you know, we, we've been doing it since we're about 15, 16, and we have a lot of, uh, you know, f- friendship chemistry there. It's always a lot of fun, and we always have been playing together for a long time. So we feel as if the musical chemistry is there. We don't necessarily have to be around each other 24-7 or even once a week. We know that the next time we see each other, we'll just pick up right where we left off. As for influences, we all have different types of influences. I'd say as a band collectively in our sound, you can hear stuff like Modern Baseball and you know, stuff like that and but all of us have our own separate interests and influences. For example, you know, I've been really into a lot of folk stuff lately. Our drummer really likes heavy 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 metal stuff and you know, you put it all together and I guess that the outcome is is uh, some of the songs that we write.
0: Yeah, I think you have to have well, you don't have to, but I think a lot of my favorite bands, when you when you read into them and stuff, like you find that they have a, a very broad range of influences. Like, I'll, I'll give an example that I like to give is Boxing, where uh, right. their most recent album, I near my God, was according to interviews or whatever, was like the hardest one for them to make because they had had a little bit of success and you know they were kind of an established name in the scene and everything, and so they were all four of them were really wanting to heavily influence the sound. And so, and they all come from very different sort of backgrounds. So it's like blending those together is going to be a lot better than if they all listen to the same shit all the time. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Exactly. And it's going to be, it's going to be a lot harder to blend all those influences together. But then I think at the end product would probably be something that maybe not a lot of people have, maybe it's something that not a lot of people have heard before, or definitely it's going to be something that's, that's that's worth it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's like a, a challenge too. Like when a band does establish some success, is I feel like it can be not that I've been in this position, but I can just imagine that like I it could be tempting. I think to like just stick with the formula, like stick with right. what's worked, and but I think it's more rewarding. And I definitely have you know enjoyed albums more. You know, from like bands' third or fourth albums, I've enjoyed more than other bands. Like the when you hear that, like they've really tried to push their sound and they've really tried to like not give you the same record again. You know, because I I get so bored of bands when they just kind of give you version B of the same thing that they already put out. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, and I feel the same way. You know, it's all a part of growing. Where if you if you feel a certain way, you know, the way I think about writing is I would write something down to get a specific feeling out that I'm feeling in the moment. And a lot of times I'm very impatient where if I can't write a song or finish a song within, you know, one, two, three sit downs, then I, I pretty much scrap it because it's all about the feeling that I'm feeling in the moment. And I'm not, I don't feel like I want to go back to a song two months later. Cause there's no way that I'm going to be feeling the same thing. So I kind of feel like, what's the point? Whereas I'm a hundred percent on board. Right. Thank you. As our other guitar player, Colin, he can spend a really long time not like writing a couple of really really songs that i think are lyrically strong and and stuff like that i guess you know maybe he writes about a specific range of emotions that he might be feeling over a certain period of time but i write songs that i think kind of like an instant gratification you know get this feeling out or hurry up because it's gotta go
0: i'm i'm exactly like what you just said because i am the type where i i never have any b-sides like what you hear on a record like when i put out a record like i'm about to put out well next year i just finished my first record
1: oh congratulations
0: oh thanks yeah i mean it's still got to be mixed but like just to to know that the tracking is done and all i got to do is wait and pay money now it's a nice feeling
1: oh yeah that's the best feeling
0: yeah um but what people will hear will be me exhausting my catalog. You know what I mean? Like I have nothing else right now. (laughs) Like I have no other songs written than what I just finished. And that's because I only, I don't ever really sit down to even try to write a song unless something is compelling me to like, right. And yeah, like I don't even have, I don't have sets of ideas. Like if I write a song, it's because I picked up the guitar and it just happened. Like, all of a sudden like i just was just be fucking around and i'll play something where i'm like oh that's it and then it just comes to me and i'm not saying that like the song is fully formed after the first setting but like for the most part the skeleton is just like i have like the entire length of the song done and then only changes i'm going to make are like little tweaks and then like the addition of other parts and if right. that doesn't happen then like it it definitely gets scrapped i don't even oh. you know what i mean
1: yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's kind of like if if the feeling's not gone, I mean, if the feeling is not there anymore, then I don't really want to expand upon it,
0: yeah, because I know that like in the past, like whenever I've written a song, I've been super stoked about it, and I'm like, right. well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like settle for something because I know that it's possible for me to write something and feel super excited about it. So I'm not going to like try and force something where I don't feel one hundred percent on it. Right. because it's not gonna fit in with the other stuff it's not gonna be as good and been on the phone and so forth. so but yeah, glad we kind of agree on that um I'm curious if uh do you did you guys have like a new record out or is there something that you were like um trying to promote with the with the episode or
1: oh yeah of course so with 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 what you were just saying, I totally you know feel the exact same way that you do i was i I may not have answered right away I was just trying to get my thoughts together and articulate a response um but yeah i totally feel exactly the same way that you do i'm pretty sure that you and i are probably on the same wavelength with that where where we feel very stoked on a song and that you know once it's done it's done you know
0: absolutely absolutely yeah. like i i that's what makes me love music but it can be so frustrating because right. I, I'll tell people to like that I want to be a musician for right. like a living and stuff. But then it feels weird because I don't really like work that hard. It's not like I'm picking up the guitar every single day even and like right. writing stuff. It's not what it's like. Like the I mean, most of the work I do now, like, is preparing. The record, like you know, thinking about promotional stuff and like designing merch and like what is what's the art going to be? Like, how am I going to mark? You know what I mean? I'm doing that kind of shit. That's the kind of stuff that's on my mind on a daily basis. And like when I'm thinking about that, the last thing on my mind is writing new music. So like, I think a lot of people not not that people don't realize this because people aren't dumb, you know. (laughs) But I I don't think it's the first thing to someone's mind when they think about career musician is business marketing. You know what I mean? I think they they picture it as like the life of a hooligan just playing guitar, driving around the country, you know?
1: Right. Exactly. Is, yeah. And it, it's not like that, you know, like you got to spend time booking tours. You got to spend time, r- you know, recording songs, waiting for it to be mixed and masters getting promotion for this stuff. You know, it's a lot. It's not just picking up your guitar and then hopping in the car. Um, right. But that's yeah,
0: like so 5% of it.
1: <laughs> right. That is like 5% of it. And it's a great 5%, but also there's a lot that goes in it with it as well. But back to what you were saying before you said is there anything that we released and stuff so back in July we released an EP called looking good feeling good on uh chill wave records and that was a lot of fun and we're really really excited and stoked to be working with chill wave you know they've done lots of good things for us and it's it's really nice to be able to work with a uh, label that is so accommodating and just nice people
0: that's dope thank you and so was that um how many releases do you have total? Like, was that your first release through a label or is that your first release period? Or Because you guys have been around for five years, you said. So I wasn't sure, like, how big the uh, catalog was. We
1: we did. We we did. This is actually not our first release. It's our first release on Showwave, But before that, we did an LP. Okay, let me. I'm sorry. There's a couple of releases. I'm trying to get it formulated. So our first release was an EP called Weird Movies that came out in 2015. Then in 2017 we put out a full length called Classic. Then we put out a split with two bands Shark Club and Stand and Wave that year too. Then we put out a second full length called Hey Dude, Thanks for Coming. Now we put out this EP called Looking Good, Feeling Good on Chill Wave.
0: (laughs) When you you said you put out uh, Weird Movies, I thought for a second that the title of it was weird movies that came out in 2015 (laughs) it's it's weird movies like like we are yeah yeah oh we are movies i thought you said (laughs) yeah i was like oh that's hilarious (laughs) then i realized oh i'm just dumb
1: (laughs) (laughs) no not at all not at all but yeah we put out a bunch of bunch of releases probably two full lengths two two full lengths two eps and a split EP, and this is the first one that we put out on Chillwave, and the the rest have either been self-released independently, or our EP classic and the split was released on Wreck-It Records, which was a really cool but small label from California. Other than that, everything else has been self-released besides a new EP on, um, on Chillwave.
0: Cool. So, yeah. I'll, I want to, we'll work up to talking about uh, kind of specifically what's um the feel the vibe the inspiration for the new record right in order, to, in order to do that i kind of want to like show people the evolution or whatever so sure. if, i'm curious like what was the sort of vibe of like the, the earlier releases like kind of what was the inspiration for those and then how you talk about that and then like maybe talk about like how your sound or the inspiration or like lyrical content or whatever, just like overall, like how things changed through the middle releases and like, how did it get to where it is now? And then kind of talk about like what it is now.
1: Right. So we released this EP, the latest one. And, uh, almost all of us were graduated from college, but when we put out the first EP, we were still juniors in high school. So it was definitely an evolution of, you know, us as songwriters, but us just growing up as people. So the first full length, you know, deals with things, that you deal with in high school, you know, relationships or scared about the future, unsure and things like that. Then our first full length came out when we were freshmen in, in, in college and a high school senior, because our drummers are a year younger than us. And, you know, that dealt yeah. with, some, with some different things. Like for example, we have a song on, uh, um, on our first full length called Sebastian Bauer. And it's, it's about, you know, being unsure about the future and about relationships and stuff, but it's called Sebastian Bauer because we went, we went on our first tour a couple days after we graduated high school and we played a show in Washington, D.C. and met this guy named Sebastian Bauer and he was wearing a full suit to this show. And he said he was walking <laughs> by. He said he, he said he just heard the music. So he walked by and we were like, oh, what are you doing here? You're at the wrong place, you know. And uh, he ended up liking the music. So we ended up hanging out with him all night. And uh, you know, we started talking about stuff and I was telling him that I was nervous about going to college and the future and stuff and he was like oh man you're gonna be all right and was giving me good advice so one of the lyrics in that song is uh, i'm all right ask sebastian ask sebastian so that lp you know deals with like uncertainty but about, about the future and stuff like that then we put out a split which was just a couple of songs that dealt with the same things because it was at the end of the year our second full length kind of dealt with you know uh a lot of the same things, like relationships and being unsure. But, you know, maybe the lyricism was a little bit more developed or a little bit more mature because we were older and had been doing it for a while, and the chemistry as a band was a little stronger and a little bit more cohesive. And um, our newest EP, Looking Good, Feeling Good, there are four songs that we worked really hard on and we think are um, really, really strong. We think that they're strong songs, and, and de- but we also think that they deal with lyrically at least, and musically they've evolved more evolved than the past stuff. But we think that lyrically they deal with things that you might deal with as you grow older. You know, some like our first release deals with being unsure about what's going on with high school, uh, after high school ends and uncertainty about the future. But on this new EP that just came out, our you know, one of the lyrics is uh you know, I'll wait tables on the weekends and do forty hours at the factory. So it's kinda like Some of these lyrics have to do a little bit more with with, uh, trying to be an adult and not not really knowing how or just having to deal with it.
0: Blue collar, every man type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I think it's, you know, it's it's good that you can be, you know, you want to be like kind of conscious of where you're at in your life, you know, and not try to. I mean, I guess some people can pull it off where they like write about things that aren't happening to them or whatever. I personally can't do it. Uh, I suck at it. I have to write about things that are kind of going on with me. But the, I think the struggle with that is to find a way to do that in a way that kind of is universally relatable. You right. know, I, I like, you know, I want to hear something that sounds personal, but feels like it's about me in a way. Right. Not like, you know what I mean? Like not about me, but like I can relate to. It's oh, of not
1: course. like,
0: like sometimes bands, for example, like will, Write about extremely personal stuff, but then they'll use like first names and stuff, and that kind of like always feels a little bit weird to me. Where, right. like, I, you know, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying to each their own. But as a person, as a matter of personal preference, I like it when it it's feels personal, but it also feels open ended to where like I can insert my own story into into the spaces. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Of course. Yeah. And we've definitely done that before where we use first names, but usually we like to use first names of. You know, people that are actually in the band, you know, it's myself, Sal, Andrew, Colin and Kyle. And for example, I have a lyric that talks about, you know, being excited about going on tour and stuff. And the lyric is I'm laughing with Andrew, Colin and Kyle. Maybe we'll maybe we will enjoy this tour for a little while. So I think, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's cool to be able to insert yourself in different lyrics. And, and I like to write lyrics that I think might be relatable, but also sprinkle in like a little bit of some some personal things that might that might you know be unique to the band in yeah. general, or myself
0: so when you guys are oh, actually hold on let me let me stick with lyrics for a second because i forget to ask this question sometimes but you seem to be like pretty um normally like if someone recites their own lyrics without having me without me having to ask then i can they can give me some good answers on lyric right. questions because i'm a lyric nerd dude i love lyrics i always Heck read yeah. them um but I'm curious, like, who are some of your favorite, like, lyricists? And, you know, when you... Everyone, when they first start writing lyrics, are probably bad. And they, they just want to be, you know, they look up to other bands whose lyrics they like. And they try to, like, emulate it right. so they can find their own sort of voice. And I'm curious, like, what were some of your lyrical influences? And kind of what are some of them now?
1: You know, I think the whole time, a lot of lyrical things for me have just been not, not trying to sound over articulate or not trying to sound uh you know not genuine i really like to just say it how it is you know if i'm if i'm t- telling somebody that i'm nervous i'm nervous that i have to go work a 40-hour shift next week because i don't think I, I i think i'll be too tired you know then that that will be the lyric you know i'm nervous to work the 40-hour shift you know i just i just yeah. like to tell say it how i feel it you know i don't sometimes it's nice to use metaphors or try and play with words i i definitely like to do that a lot i like to, to use in jamming a lot, where like the last word of one sentence is the first word of the next sentence, so it kind of like crossovers oh, yeah. and, and and flows like that. And I like to do that, but majority of the time, you know, I like to. Sometimes I use direct direct quotes from somebody. You know, I'm talking to somebody and they say something I like. I'm like, oh, I'll use that. But a lot of times, it's just whatever I'm feeling. I just say it and 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 nothing else to it.
0: Yeah, it's too bad Benny's internet shit out, but um. Benny's band boyfrienders, Benny writes the lyrics and a lot of them are very like blunt, like straight to the point, like right. you know. And especially like when you're trying to like paint a picture, like give the give a scene of something, like those straightforward sort of articulations are the best way of doing that, you know. Right. Like, if you're trying to like actually give details of the scenery, it's just bluntness can can actually work in your favor. Right. I, I'm the type where I, I get I could use more of that. I think sometimes in my own lyrics because it's way more artsy and I try to hide behind metaphors and I, you know, I, I say hide behind I, I think, you know, I don't think I write bad lyrics. I think they're good. And right. I think most people would say that about their own lyrics. I mean, but, uh, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm really nervous about some of the content of things I write about because one, it's kind of dark and I'm not a dark person um i i feel like part of the reason i'm not a dark person is because i have an outlet for it which is the music So like i can write about these things and things i've experienced in the past but I'm not necessarily experiencing now but i try to hide them behind a lot behind metaphors and stuff or to depersonalize them so that people who know me don't read them and think are you okay you know what i mean right so i i try to make it more artsy and you know in, in the hopes that it'll kind of create some distance between myself and, and the the lyrics and also like you know make me make it easier for me to comfortably perform it and, and to put it out there and kind of convolute the message a little bit to where people can still relate to it but they don't necessarily think that i'm going through shit right now because i'm not you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean everyone's always going through a little bit but like If you took my lyrics at face value, you would think like, you okay? And the answer is yes. Yes, very much. Um, But yeah, so I think there's, yeah, I don't know what my point was there. I think (laughs) the point, well, obviously there's different styles, you know, and there's, I think that there's merit to both. And I think, you know, I could definitely use a little bit more of that bluntness, which I can appreciate. I don't know. it, It seems like that would be easy easier to do but it's not as easy as it sounds to just just say what you're thinking i that sounds so dumb but does that make sense like sometimes it can be almost harder to just straight up say something
1: oh yeah of course and not mince words it's so easy to overthink you know so that, that that's why sometimes you know it might be easier to say something uh in in a lot more words than you have to Sometimes it's, 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 it's hard to just be to the point because sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling and you have to try and work it out with yourself. I think, I think being, being, um, you know, I think being blunt and straightforward about how you feel, you know, could even be more difficult, just like you said, but, but what, you know, once, once you do it, it feels, it feels really good to, to, um, to get it out and just to be blunt and just to be there.
0: So when, you know, speaking of just like kind of getting it out and just like for the difficulties of, you know, like the vulnerability of uh, just putting your feelings out there for people. I've always found that I can get way more into shows when I don't know anybody there. Um, And I'm just curious. I mean, not that I I like performing when my friends are there and stuff, but there's something about playing a show where it's all strangers or it's all there's like I don't have any family or like close close friends who know me like the back of their hands type right. thing then i'm just curious like do you do you experience that or like do you ever have any difficulties like playing when you're playing live like fully getting into it because that's a difficulty of mine i'm just curious how you guys feel about like your stage personas or you know, really getting into the performances if that's easy or if there's like a ritual that you guys do in order to like hype yourself up for a show or
1: we're just usually general, like... oh i'm sorry we're usually pretty high oh, no you're pretty...
0: good. Oh, thanks.
1: We're usually pretty hyped. We're usually pretty ready to go. And we like to have a lot of stage presence and we like to move around and jump around and have a lot of fun. I would say that, you know, whether we're at home or whether we're far away, we always want to put on the best show that we can. And we always want to leave people feeling like like. Like they wanted to come and that they came and they got something out of it and that they had as much fun as we do when we play. The only time I've ever felt like I can't get into it and I can't really play is like, you know, sometimes if you play a bar show or a restaurant and everyone's talking over you and, 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 and no one's listening, you know, sometimes it's hard to get into it that way. But, you know, I'll give you an example. One time we played a show at, um, at this, at this thrift shop in Hanover, Pennsylvania in 2016. And, nobody showed up you know we were like 18 we just started and we were on our first tour and it was just the owner and his wife and that's it and there was another local band there and it was our turn to play and they brought like the local fox news station to to do a segment on their set and we were on stage yeah it was (laughs) ridiculous we were on stage ready to play and they told us get off the stage it's we're actually playing now because the news is here and we were like Okay, it was so weird, right? Yeah, then they played and had like the news film them, and then it was our turn to play, and they all left, and we were pretty aggravated. Like, that's really kind of messed up, you know? So we were just so aggravated, and we did put on probably one of the craziest shows we ever did, because we were just so aggravated.
0: Yeah, that's... Wow. Were they, like, were they, the band, were they around your guys' age? I'm just curious. Like, did they maybe think they were older than you and kind of just, like, felt like, fuck these kids type thing? Yeah,
1: yeah, they were a lot older than us. Like, you know, it's kind of like, "Ah, get out of my way.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's, imagine, imagine hiring a news show, to to, a a news team to film your show where no one's there.
1: I don't know if they (laughs) hired them or if they had it worked out.
0: Whatever it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's, wow. You know, this kind of leads me into a question I normally ask um, it, about bands that have been on tour. But I'm curious. I love hearing about like tour fail stories or just like horror stories, just like awful things or like sure. crazy. That no, don't have to be awful, but just like crazy things, like unexpected things. And like, you know, just like when I when I say that, every every band has something different that comes to mind. So I don't usually elaborate it more than that. Right. But anything come to mind for you guys? Yeah, I'll give you one if you got a couple minutes. So,
1: Oh, absolutely. So one time we played a show in Houston, Texas, and we went to go. We went to come home. I mean, we went to go sleep at the house that we were sleeping at, and we see this guy who lives across the street, and he's riding his bike, and he says hi to us, whatever. Then we go into the house that we're sleeping at, and I'm talking to my drummer, Andrew, and then all of a sudden, the same guy peeks his head through the kitchen window and starts talking to us. He's like, why, why, why? I'm like, why, what? He scared me, right? So now he's like, you guys. and So now we're, we go outside and we start talking to him. Like, what are you doing peeking into the window? Like, what do you, what's the matter? Like, what's going on? And he's like, you guys want to come back to my apartment? And we're like, okay. So we go to this guy's apartment and we start hanging out with him. And he's got every movie ever made all over the floor. Like, you ever see, like, in the spy movies how, like, they have the red lasers everywhere, and sometimes you have to, like, walk over under the lasers and make sure you don't touch them, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so this guy had, it was like that, but he had every DVD ever, not in the case, just discs all over the floor. And, like, you have to, like, step all over them, and it was weird. So we get there, and we get to his apartment, then he locks the door behind us. Oh. And I'm like, uh, okay. Hey, and we start talking to him and stuff, and we're hanging out and we're talking. And he says to me, uh, You know, he's just being weird, saying that he just went out to dinner with his ex wife and her boyfriend, and he's being weird. And he's saying he plays the guitar, so he plays the guitar for us, and he's amazing. And he says, He says, He's you know, we get nervous, so our drummer, Andrew, looks at him and he goes, are you going to kill us? And that was the worst thing he could have said. Then the dr- then the guy that we're, that we're with, he rolls up his sleeves and he goes, this is Texas, baby. You're trying to kill me, I'll kill you too so fast. So now I'm like, oh my oh, God. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So now I'm like, I really got to get out of here. So we get out of his house and we go back to where we're sleeping. Then a half hour later, he busts through the door with his guitar, talking about, "Oh, I'm ready to play for the neighbors." I'm like, "What are you talking?" So it ended up being this whole weird, weird thing, and that's it.
0: Holy shit! That dude, I'd be so scared.
1: Yeah, it was very <laughs> scary. It was scary, but you know, it was funny. You know, it was not a horror story or a failure story, but just something that, like, I, I, I can't that's stop. That's the type of though. shit.
0: That's the type of shit that I like to hear. That's what I want. I could Thank do an you. entire podcast about that type of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it reminds me of, like, honestly, a scary movie. Down to the part where, like, someone literally asks, are you going to kill us? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's, right. like, the, probably what's on everyone's mind. But, you know, the fact that someone actually says it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, What about, like, favorite places to play on tour? like favorite cities or just venues or whatever
1: you know we really think of philadelphia as a second home for us we like philadelphia we like chicago we like kenosha wisconsin there's a lot of different places that we really like to play
0: i've heard philly uh, i've done a, the first band i ever did actually on here was past life from philly and, yeah we uh, play with them a bunch oh really mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're awesome um and they make Philly sound great. And I've heard it is just very congested and there's like a lot of it's very saturated I should say. Um, but do you find that there's like a it's the the scene overall is pretty solid there? Like people yeah, like we, good turnouts and stuff?
1: Yeah, we find that the scene is pretty 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 solid and pretty good. You know, we've never had much trouble. We've always played really cool shows. We actually like maybe in twenty the end of twenty sixteen in December Maybe like six months after Best Buds came out, we played this we played with um, in this coffee shop. We played a couple really cool shows in Philly, you know, with Mom Jeans and Oso Oso on two separate shows and we played a couple oh, other that's cool shows. Thank you. We played a couple other cool shows. We've you know, we did this quarantine tour with Carly Cosgrove where where for nine days in a row we did Twitch streams with different bands from different cities and we had a different local organization or house venue speak at the beginning of each show. And you know they're a really good band from Philly, Carly cosgrove that we have played with a bunch and that we've done a lot of things with. So you know Philly, you know people, you know any show can be a hit or miss, and any place can be a hit or miss. But Philly is pretty much a hit.
0: Yeah, Carly cosgrove is a band that uh they've kind of made their way onto my radar. And yeah, I'll, we'll probably hit them up. So if you talk to them at all, have uh, <laughs> tell them about the podcast cause yeah, of course I talk to them often. Yeah, let them know. Let them know that uh, that I'm aware of their presence and would love to have them on the podcast.
1: Oh, of course. I'll, I'll I'll even tell them tonight or tomorrow.
0: Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what about like recent, like um, recently, like during like the quarantine and stuff? You mentioned like you did like some Twitch stuff, but have you did, yeah. have you guys done anything other, anything else music related to sort of like keep yourself sane?
1: Yeah, we met up once for a weekend, and we and we and we worked on some new tunes, and we put out our EP during quarantine in July on Showwave. So that was good to be able to actually get something out during the time. So it didn't feel like we were being too stagnant. It was good to get stuff out. But other than that, we've just been doing, you know, live streams, acoustic live streams, myself or or you know, things like that. Because we we're not gonna play shows now. You know, we gotta wait till it's safe. Right? It's- no one is yeah no of course not and you know you could want to play a show so bad but it's just you can't be selfish you know right
0: what about like when you say the live streams i'm kind of asking because a lot of the questions i ask on this podcast are like from the perspective of me as a musician as someone in a band who wants to learn from other bands who have like more established and been around longer and kind of are doing more and so i'm curious about because the live streams is something that i was thinking about getting into a little bit um and i was just curious like from your experience like what what is a good platform to do live streams and like what is what is organizing one of those things look like so we'd say that
1: i personally think that twitch or instagram are the easiest and most accessible i personally like instagram a lot more although that twitch has a lot of you know streaming capabilities that something like instagram doesn't and the way to organize it is we usually just hit up like like local venues or house venues, or other bands that we know that like to play, and we say, hey, are you interested in setting up a live stream? And then that, that usually ends up happening, and, and it's good. You just got to hit up local bands that, that you know or other house venues that you know and say, hey, we're interested in doing this. Maybe on this day, does this interest you? And if it does, then you all set up something. It's kind of like the equivalent of setting up a DIY show, except nobody shows up, you just show up online.
0: Okay, so you basically you go, the band yourself, you go somewhere, you play a show, and someone just kind of films you via Instagram or something, or Twitch, and people watch online.
1: Right. Well, what I've been doing is I've been doing acoustic live streams, so I just set up my phone in my room, and if it's time for the live stream, I just turn on my phone, yeah.
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm I'm asking just because, like, you know, I've, my band, uh, we had just kind of started playing a decent amount of shows like probably four, four to six months before quarantine was when I was playing quite a bit, like two, three times a month, you know? And for us, that was uh, quite a bit because compared to nothing, you know? And so the quarantine kind of was, was rough because whatever (laughs) momentum uh, was there was kind of like, you know, halted. And so, I mean, it it afforded us time to just work on the record. So I kind of got to finish it quicker than I would have probably. But like, yeah, I was just thinking about different things I could do and maybe uh, start playing. Like, even if I could just like start doing some covers or something, because I'm in this position where I just really I finished this record, but I'm not going to put it out. Obviously, as a first record, I feel like it's a bad idea to put it out when you can't tour on it or you can't play shows to support it. So I'm going to wait but I don't want to like do a bunch of live streams where I play the whole record a bunch so that by the time it comes out, you know, maybe people aren't hello they're done, they're done with those songs type of thing.
1: Right. I'm sorry. I accidentally cut out. Did you hear me? Oh, yeah, I hear you. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear what you just said.
0: Oh no, I was, I was just saying like how, um, i like quickly, like I just, you know, with this record that I have done, but, I'm not going to put it out because I can't play shows to promote it or whatever. I feel like doing live streams, I don't want to like play them too much. I don't want to like play the actual songs on the record too much over live streams because I want it to kind of be a surprise, you know, what the songs are. And so I feel like maybe I'll just do a bunch of covers or something, but you know, I I also want to just put it out there for bands who listen to the podcast and they're like, would like to do a live stream, but just haven't really thought about the logistics of it too. Um, and also I my house I wanted to make my house a house venue um, yeah. for acoustic acoustic shows so you're kind of putting ideas in my head about maybe like hosting some bands here to do acoustic shows and do live streams of that too so that Yeah
1: yeah that would be awesome that sounds awesome I think that it's important for like you were saying with the live streams to not like oversaturate the songs cuz you know people people you know you can play every single night and just, you know you might get old but at the same time it's important to make sure you get the songs out but make sure you at the same time play play them you know a decent a decent yeah. amount
0: so um before we like wrap it up i was just kind of curious um, i don't ask this enough and i'm i'm notoriously bad at like not staying up on like new music right. i'm o- i'm always like the last to hear about like what's cool or like what's good that's come out lately so sure. i figured i'd start asking bands so like, what is some stuff, it doesn't have to be DIY, but it can be, but just in general, like what's some stuff that's maybe come out in the last year or last year or two that you, that you found really good that you're excited about?
1: You know, most certainly the Carly Cosgrove record I've been really, really into. Those are awesome homies that we're really, really close to, um, hospital bracelet. Of course, we play with them in Philadelphia with Carly Cosgrove. That was a really nice fat bill. Um, they're putting out something and they just you know they have their single that came out that's doing really good or really well and you know i don't know pretty much hospital bracelet carly cosgrove have been two things that i've been bumping that recently came out and field medic i like field medic a lot he just put out another full length and i've been listening to it a handful of times so carly cosgrove hospital bracelet field medic and phoebe bridges i've been listening to a lot too
0: yeah phoebe bridges i've heard that name a million times like there's there's Someone that's like on my list of things to listen to, just because I've heard it so many times. Like, the yeah, name. you should.
1: Yeah, I'd listen to Phoebe Bridges as soon as you can.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I think that's I, I'm about good. Um, I feel like we we cover everything that you wanted to cover in terms of like promotion and stuff. Yeah,
1: of course. I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind just like letting people know, like where they can find your record, like what what your social medias are, and things like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So our Instagram is Elephant Jake Band. Our Twitter is Elephant Jake NY, I think. You can find us anywhere. Just type in Elephant Jakes on any of the streaming services that you use. We just put out an EP called Looking Good, Feeling Good on Chill Wave Records. And more music will be out, hopefully, whenever we can get a chance to record. And hopefully we'll be coming to a city near you when COVID is not.
0: Oh, well, yeah. And like I said, when, once Michigan's on the... Uh, agenda hit us up we can yeah sh- we can play a show together and yeah once easily you're in you in new york
1: let me know and you can yeah once you're in new york i'll
0: book you too hell yeah all right well I'll let you know when this is out uh thanks for coming on and you know we'll talk to you later all right thanks for having me i have a good night yep you too yeah